is Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. Yeah, uh, it's been a while since I did the last podcast episode. Um, I had to take a quick break because of the holiday season. Uh, Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a happy new year. Uh, 2020 has been very difficult. So, before we get started with this episode, let's use some church announcements. Uh, yeah, so I'm, as the ad that you heard before, I'm on anchor.com. So, if any of you want to donate a monthly payment to my podcast, you can do so. You can go to my link on anchor.com and you can donate, uh, 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. Any donation, monthly donation, would be appreciated. <laughs> My Instagram is BlackHoggy840. Once you go on BlackHoggy840, you go to my bios. They have my Twitter, my Twitch, and my Facebook page account. Yeah, so... Today, we're going to talk about... Um, a uh, psychological issue that black people go through. Uh, I believe it's called identity uh, identity disorder syndrome. Uh, I was originally going to do this episode about identity uh, syndrome, and Suri Hall uh, went uh, media, per- uh, beautiful black woman who's a uh, media personality uh anchor who went on the breakfast club and she basically talked about it so i figure out i had my two cents on the issue so before we return back uh i'm gonna take this quick break and i will be back to you shortly Street Chronicles and went back at it again. Yeah, the the uh, I, the psychological issue is called imposter syndrome. Excuse me, imposter syndrome. Apparently, imposter syndrome. Uh, they did a, a study in the 1978. Uh, they find out that black women are suffering from imposter syndrome, and it's not just black women. It's uh. Uh, seems to be black men are suffering from it also and I'm going to go on wikipedia.com and I'm going to talk uh, give you an example what imposter syndrome is Mm -hmm. 
imposter syndrome, also known as imposter phenomenon, imposterism, fraud syndrome, or imposter experience, is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talent, or accomplishments and has a persistent, internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and they do not deserve all they have achieved. Individuals with imposterism incorrectly attribute their success to luck or interpret it as a result of deceiving others into thinking that they are more intelligent frauds and they do not deserve all they have achieved. Individuals with imposterism incorrectly attribute their success to luck interpret as a result of deceiving others into thinking they are more intelligent than they perceive themselves to be. While early research focused on the prevalence among high-achieving women, imposter syndrome has been recognized to affect both men and women equally. Imposter syndrome also occurs in the context of mental illness and its treatment. Certain individuals may see themselves as less ill, less depressed, less anxious than their peers or otherly mentally ill people. Citing their lack of severe system as the indication of no or a minor underlying issue. People with this form do not see help for their issues, seeing their problem is not worthy of psychiatric attention. The term imposter phenomenon was introduced in the 1978 article, The Imposter Phenomenon in High Achieving Women, Dynamics of Therapeutic Intervention by Dr. Pauline R. Clance uh, and Dr. Suzanne A. Imes. Clance and Imes define imposter phenomenon as an individual experience of self-perceived intellectual phoniness. The three researchers investigated the prevalence of this internal experience by interviewing a sample of 150 high-achieving women. All of the participants have been formally recognized for their professional excellence by the colleagues and have displayed academic achievement through degrees earned in standardized testing scores. Despite the consistent evidence of external validation, these women lack the internal acknowledgement of their accomplishments. The participants explain how their disgust was a result of luck and others simply overestimating their intelligence and their abilities. Clancy Imes believe this mental framework for a positive phenomenon developed from a factors such as gender stereotypes, early family dynamics, culture, and attribution style. The researchers determined that the women who experience imposter phenomenon showcase symptoms related to depression, generalized anxiety, and low self-confidence. Clance and Imes stated in their 1978 article that based on their clinical experience, imposter phenomenon was less prevalent in men. They noted that further research was necessary to determine if imposter phenomenon has on men. Following the publication in 1978, more research has determined that this experience occurs in demographics outside of high-achieving successful women. In more current research, imposter phenomenon is studied as a reaction to a particular stimuli in events. It is a phenomenon and experience that occurs in an individual. 
not a mental disorder. Impossible phenomena is not recognized in the DSM or ICD, although both of these classification systems recognize low self-esteem and sense of failure as associated systems of depression. Impossible experience may be accompanied by anxiety, stress, rumination, or depression. Measuring impossible phenomena. The first scale designed to measure characteristics of impossible phenomena was designed by Clance in 1985, called the Clance Impossible Phenomenon Scale. The scale can be used to determine if the characteristics of fear are present and to what extent. The aspects of fear include fear of valuation, fear of not continuing success, and fear of not being capable as others. In a 1985 paper, Clance explained the impossible phenomenon can be distinguished by the following six dimensions. The imposter cycle, the need to be special or the best, the fear of favor, characteristics of superman, superwoman, denial of ability and discounting praise, feeling fear and guilt about success. Clance noted that the characteristics of these six dimensions may vary. By this model for an individual to be considered an experienced imposterism, at least two of these aspects has to be present. Clance theorized that the most important aspect to understand the manifestation of this experience can be seen through the imposter cycle she created. Building upon decades of research, Valerie Young further looked into fraudulent feelings among high achievers. From her book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from the Impostor Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It, she was able to identify five subgroups this syndrome often falls into. The professionalist, the superwoman man, the natural genius, the soulist, the expert. Studies suggest that more 70% of these people experience the apostrophe syndrome at some point in their career. By identifying the above complacency point, steps can be taken towards addressing it. The imposter cycle, as defined by clans, begins with the achievement-related task. Example of an achievement-related task could be an exercise that was excited through work or school. Once one has achieved the assignment, feelings, anxiety, self-doubt, and worry immediately follow. Psycho accounts for two possible reactions that stem from these feelings. One will respond either by over-preparation or by procrastination. If one responds with procrastination, the initial effort response will turn into a frantic effort to complete the job. Once the task has been completed, there will be a brief period of accomplishment and feeling of relief. Positive feedback is given once the work is completed and turned in. One would discount the positive feedback. If one responds to the task with over-preparation, the successful output will be seen as a result of hard work. If one responds by procrastination, one would view the outcome as a matter of luck. In the imposter cycle, gaining success through hard work or luck is not interpreted as a matter of true personal ability. This means that it does not matter which mechanism one used to complete the task. Even if the outcome results in a positive response, the feedback given has no effect on one's perception of personal success. It leads one to discount positive feedback. 
This sequence of events serves as a reinforcement, causing the cycle to remain in motion. With every cycle, feelings of perceived fraudulence, increased self-doubt, depression, anxiety accumulate. As the cycle continues, increased success leads to the intensification of feeling like a fraud. The experience causes to one being haunted by one lacks of perceived personal ability, believing that at any point one can be exposed for one thinks she one really is and keeping the cycle in motion. Gender studies. Studies on apostle phenomena have reached mixed reviews regarding the presence of apostle phenomenon in men and women. Clance and Iams investigated the experience in high achievement women in a 1978 study. Following the publication of this study, researchers have investigated and processed phenomenon in both men and women. Clance and Iams suggested that this experience manifests in women more than men. In study in 2006 looked at gender differences when exploiting a possible relationship between the feeling of being an apostle and the achievement of goals. The researchers concluded that the women who participated in the study experienced impossible phenomena more than the men who participated. Other research has shown that women commonly face impossible phenomena as regard to performance, the perception of ability and power and evidence in outperforming others. For men, impossible phenomenon is often driven by the fear of being unsuccessful or not good enough. Despite these differences, there is a significant amount of literature on impossible phenomena and gender differences, stating that it's spread equally among men and women. Among ethnic minority in academia, Research findings suggest that apostle syndrome phenomenal affects women who are members of an ethnic minority mentally academically. A pattern in the research literature showed that women report experience impossible phenomena more frequently than men. Ethnic minority women are also affected with apostle syndrome in elite universities. Some researchers have reported that due to certain men do sometimes experience doubt and feeling a lack of belonging in academia. Being a woman in an ethnic minority in the United States entails being successful to accounting hideous forms of racism and sexism. Such experiences of racism and sexism, if objectively demonstrable, increase the chance that ethnic minority women may experience impossible phenomenon. The intersection of race and gender for an ethnic minority woman in academia is important because both identities can have heavily impact ethnic minority women in their academic experience, especially in their identities are visible. For example, a black woman in higher education might fear that she be stereotyped as aggressive and angry if she experienced a controversial opinion in class. According to Milia and Kessenberg, both crude and subtle forms of racism and sexism make it much more difficult for ethnic minority women to break through the barriers of higher education. Another example, explicit racist policies that include exclude Asian American women suggest that they do not experience academic barriers. Therefore, these women may not feel they don't allow to ask for help. Studies on impossible phenomenon have shown the intersecting identities of ethnic women in academia affect identity development and gold achievement. For example, 
Ostro found that ethnic women from lower and middle class backgrounds reported feeling more alienated through their peers during the time spent at an elite college. Similarly, Walton and Cohen work on the effects of racial underrepresentation at elite private universities shows that ethnic women experience social alienation and academia could easily experience imposter syndrome. Common causes of imposter phenomenon includes feelings such as stigma, stereotype threat, and an overall sense of intellectual phoniness. For example, a woman attending a predominantly white institution is likely to worry unjustifiably that her accomplishments are not good enough relative to her peers' accomplishments. Not at least, she is black and most of her colleagues are male. These thoughts could derive from the feeling that she is accepted into the university because of affirmative action or by accident. The feeling of being a fraud surfaces an apostle phenomenon is not uncommon. It has been estimated that at least 7% of individuals will experience signs and symptoms of apostle phenomenon at least once in their life. This can be a result of a new academic or professional setting. Research serves that apostle phenomenon is not uncommon for students who enter a new academic environment. Feelings of insecurity can come as a result of an unknown new environment. This can lead to lower self-confidence and belief in their own abilities. Settings. Impossible phenomena can occur in other various settings. Some examples include a new environment, academic settings in the workplace, social interactions, relationships, platonic or romantic. In a relationship, people with imposterism often feel they do not live up to expectation of their friends or their loved ones. It is common for the individual with imposterism to think that they have somehow tricked others into liking them and wanted to spend time with them. These experience feeling of being unworthy or do not deserving the beneficial relations they possess. There is an epithetical evidence that demonstrates the harmful effects of apostle phenomenon in students. Studies have shown that when a student academic self-concept increases, the symptoms of imposter phenomenon decrease and vice versa. They worry in emotions that students held had a direct impact in the performance of the program. Common facets of imposter phenomenon in classroom include Students compare themselves to their classmates. Students did not feel prepared academically when they compared themselves to their classmates. Students often question the grounds on which they are accepted into the program. Students perceive that positive recognition awards and good grades stem for external factors, not for personal ability or intelligence. Copley et al. Investigated the impact and process phenomena has on students, especially ethnic minority students. They found that the feelings of students that had been fraudulent resulted in psychological distress. Ethnic minority students often questioned the grounds on which they were accepted into the program. They held the false assumption that they only received their acceptance due to affirmative action, rather than an extraordinary application of qualities they had to offer.
Research has shown that there is a relationship between impossible phenomenon and the following factors. Family expectations, overproductive families, illegal guardian, graduate level coursework, racial identities, attribution style, anxiety, depression, low tail self-esteem, professionalism, excessive self-monitoring with an evidence of self-worth. The aspects liked are not mutually exclusive. These components are often found to collaborate among individuals with a possible phenomenon. It is incorrect to infer that the relational relationship between these aspects caused the imposter experience. The individuals with imposter phenomenon feel as a gift result in a fear of success. The following are examples of common notions that lead to the feelings of guilt and reinforce the phenomenon. The good education they were able to receive, being acknowledged by others for success, believe that it's not right to be fair in a better situation than a friend or a loved one. Being referred as the smart one, the talented one, the responsible one, the sensitive one, the good one, our favorite. Hmm. This is actually very deep. Okay, this is how Wikipedia says that you manage it. In their 1978 paper, Clance and Times proposed a therapeutic approach they use for participants or clients with imposter phenomenon. This technique includes a group setting where various individuals meet others who are also living this experience. Researchers explained that the group meetings made a significant impact on their participants. They proposed that it was the realization that they were not the only ones who experienced these feelings. The participants were required to complete various homework assignments as well. In one assignment, participants recalled all the people that they believed that they had fooled or tricked in the past. And another take-home task, Individuals wrote down the positive feedback they received. Later, they will have to recall why they received this feedback and what about it made them perceive it in a negative light. In the group sessions, the researchers also had the participants reframe common thoughts and ideas about performance. An example would be changed. I might fall to this exam. I would do well on this exam. The researchers concluded that simply extracting the self-doubt before an event occurs helped eliminate feelings of imposterism. It is recommended that the individual struggling with this experience seek support from friends and family, although imposter phenomenon is not a pathological condition. It is a distorted system of belief about oneself that can have powerful negative effect on an individual's validation or their own worth. Other research on therapeutic approaches for imposterism emphasizes the importance of self-worth. Individuals who live in imposter phenomenon commonly lay self-esteem and self-worth to others. A major aspect of other therapeutic approaches for imposter phenomenon focus on separating the two into completely separate entities. In the study of 2013, researcher Quinnian Hahn proposed that the intuition motivation can decrease the feelings of being a fraud that are common in imposter phenomenon 
This includes a reflaming of current ideas. The following are examples listed in Haran's 2013 paper. I want to receive that degree. I won't give up and have too much pride to walk away. If I can do this, I will be able to help others in the future and work with people as motivated as I am. I can be the voice for other people of color who do not have the opportunities I do. I know I can do this. Learning to be your own person. Learning to accept and believe compliments. Juan also suggested that implementing a mentor program for new and intentoring students will womenize the effects of feelings of self-doubt. Having a mentor who has been in the program will help new students feel supported. This allows for a much smoother and less overwhelming transition. Impossible experience can be addressed with many kinds of psychotherapy. Group psychotherapy is an especially common and effective way of alleviating the imposter experience. By those who have interest in providing such behaviorist psychotherapy, the appropriateness of any kind of psychotherapeutic intervention for a non-pathological, alleged cognitive aberration is never questioned. It should, however, be questioned by those who would offer it, since the origins of the missing misperception by an individual of their own qualities. Conditions and situations may be social, philosophical, rather than purely cognitive. Cognitive, excuse me. Various individuals will often inspire share that they experience feeling like a fraud. Journalist Donna Crow said, I spent a lot of time applying to awards for a couple of years. When she did not receive those awards, it reinforced the feelings of imposterism she is. There's a little bit of wondering whether what won the award is actually award worthy. The following lists include other well individuals who reported experiences phenomenon. Maya Angelou, Mike Cannon Brooks, Tommy Cooper, Neil Getman, Tom Hanks, Chuck Lorre, Michelle Obama, Michelle Pfeiffer, Mario Ronaldo, Adam Savage, Sonia Sotomayor, Nicole Surgeon, David Tennant, Emma Watson, Maddie Healy, Tom York. Wow. Wow, it sounds familiar in my personal life. When I was in high school, I could never really take a compliment. I wonder if I was experienced this phenomenon myself. Hmm, this is interesting. Yeah, so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna read a couple of more articles on this. Uh, imposterism and I'll give my two cents after I read the articles okay but before we do that uh, let's take a quick break I'll be right back
This is Black Wall Street Chronicles. I'm back at it again. Yeah, so we're doing this episode of Imposter Syndrome. Uh, I read a good information for Wikipedia.com. <laughs> and now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a couple of articles about it. Now, this article that I'm reading is from a website called uh, Psych Central. Uh, it's called Imposter Syndrome Impact on Black Women. It's by Bates Duford, P- PhD. It was uh, updated as September 11th, 2020. So I'm going to read this article. The term imposter syndrome was coined by psychologist Pauline R. Clance and Suena M. Imes in 1978 to describe an internal experience of intellectual phoniness in people who are believed that they're not intelligent, capable, or creative despite evidence of high achievement. Imposter syndrome creates feeling of doubt, unworthiness, and fraudulence. Imposter syndrome causing those experiencing the syndrome to doubt their achievements, intellect, and fear that others would expose them as fraudulent. This condition can affect anyone regardless of their job, age, economic, or social status. However, imposter syndrome is more prevalent in women, particularly in African-American women. African-American women tend to experience imposter syndrome more than others because of both a verbal and nonverbal messages conveyed to them that they are alone, they aren't enough, they don't belong, and they will never be as successful as their male counterparts or women of other races. Imposter syndrome is the voice inside your head that suggests that you are nerdy worthy of the negative things that you tell yourself about your value, competence, and skill set. There is a perception that someone will expose you as fake or fraudulent in spite of your achievements, competence, or experience, or intellect. As negative feelings turn inward towards oneself, it starts to create negative internal dialogue, which can contribute to mental health care and physical health decline. Hmm. Notably, an estimate 70% of Americans struggle with the intrusive thoughts brought on by imposter syndrome. Although imposter syndrome is not recognized disorder in the DSM-5, it has been recognized by many experienced mental health professionals as a cause for concern. According to many mental health experts, imposter syndrome can believe to diminish self-esteem, increase self-doubt, anxiety, and depression. It's good that I'm reading this article because I th- really think that I'm affected by it. And I'm not alone. Seems to be 70% of Americans are affected by this. Hmm. African American women are participably vulnerable to negative thoughts and feelings created by imposter syndrome. African American women like myself are often told by directly as well as indirectly for society that we do not measure up, not as compliment, or do not belong. While milestones are not made, accomplishments are achieved. When we often view them as a stroke of luck, good timing, or as a result of someone else assisting or helping us out. <laughs> 
imposter syndrome is called by hypersensitivity to comparison evaluation. Adults with low self-esteem of perfectional tendencies. Additionally, when people feel different from the images of success they're surrounded by, which is often the case of African-American women, they can internalize the belief that they do not belong and they're not worthy of success. Interestingly, when attention is called to one's success, the feelings of worthiness and inadequacy can be unleashed. This could occur when receiving an award, passing an exam, or being promoted. Failure after a string of success can also cause someone to critique and question their overall aptitude. Potential signs of imposter syndrome include stranded in a festival goal setting, avoiding some requests and promotion or raise were warranted, avoiding some volunteering because it may create distraction that could compromise the quality of other tasks, attributes to test to outside factors, self-sabotage, not applying for a higher position because you won't get it anyway, intense fear of failure, overly confident but covertly low self-confidence, do not feel satisfied when finishing a task until they feel they know everything about the subject, avoid applying for jobs because that calls for an expert to fill the position, typically turn down help so they can prove their worth as an individual. Overcoming imposter syndrome involves changing one's mindset for their abilities. Imposters feel like they do not belong, so acknowledging their contributions, expertise, milestones, and accomplishments are key. If you feel like an imposter, it is important to remind yourself that you earn your degree, position, status. Remain focused on measuring your personal achievements rather than comparing yourself to others. The cycle of making comparisons, accomplishments, experience, failure, and perceiving them as what defines you can be hard to break. Understanding that no one is perfect, we all experience success as well as failures is important. Imposter syndrome can stifle potential for growth and meaning by preventing you from pursuing new opportunities for growth at work, in relationships, or personal hobbies. Acknowledging and confronting imposter syndrome can help you continue not only grow but drive. Changing your perceptions of failure can change the meaning as a necessary process towards success. These articles of imposter syndrome is really touching me. I always felt stagnant because I felt like I never belonged and I'm not really that wasn't that smart enough and I think that you know this imposter syndrome is that I feel inside myself has caused me to have personal anxiety hmm. well okay yeah, I'm going to end the show right there. Um, thank you for listening to my podcast. This is Black Wall Street Chronicles. Oh, and I have an IMBD page. So if you follow IMBD, uh, 
I want you to give me five stars on my Black Wall Street Chronicles podcast. My name is Jeffrey Frazier, and if you go on IMBD, you can give me uh, 10 stars. Give me a rating on IMBD. Okay, give me 10 stars on IMBD. Uh, And again, I'm posting at Anchor.com. You can click on my link, and you can make a donate uh monthly donation of ten dollars a month if you want to but if you can't listening to this podcast and sharing it with your friends and family is good enough thank you and you enjoy your night god bless